And tonight, Be'ezus Hashem, we're jumping back into Ana Bekayach. So some have already been asking me about the Ana Bekayach series I'm doing, and they can't find it. Where is it? And it's not an Ana Bekayach series. It's a Shabbos series. But the Ana Bekayach series has taken on a life of its own, really. Um, and it's important for us always, hopefully, and I, I neglected to do this with the last stanza, we have to tie it back into Shabbos, right? Otherwise, it's, you know, so we're learning a lot of important ideas, and we're learning the depth of the tefillah of Ana Bekayach, but it's important to always bring it back to understand, okay, but this is connected hashkafically to, to, to Shabbos, right? And that's why it is where it is. I'm right in the middle of Kabbalah Shabbos before Lechadaydi. So tonight we're carrying on to the fourth stanza. The stanza of Barchem, Taharem, Rachamem, Tzidkascha, Tamid Gamlim. Barchem, bless them. Taharem, purify them. Rachamem, there are two versions, either Rav Kook has Rachamim, have Rachmanas on them, and then Sidkascha Tamid Gamlim, constantly shower them with your Sidkas, with your righteousness. That's one version, or you can say Barchim Taharim, bless them, purify them, and then Rachame, with a Yud at the end, instead of a Mem, Rachame Sidkascha, your righteous mercy Tamid Gamlim. Two ways of reading it, but we're going to stick with Rav Kook's uh, version because that's really we're learning the whole thing on Derech Rav Kook. Can Rachamim not that's also up. mean that like give them Rachamim like give them the crack of Rachamim? Can also be. Can also be. Rachamim. Yeah. Gift them with the gift of compassion that they should have mercy on others. Very beautiful. And the Mamela they anyway get mercy because the Shvachu Right. Call them Rachamim ala Briyas Merachamim Allah Min HaShemayim Okay, so before we take a look at the sources inside, let's just talk a little bit outside of something very, very important. Picking up where we left off last week, speaking about Yachid, um, no, speaking about um, previous stanza. We have three shirim on it. Nagibar, thank you. Nagibar darshe yichutcha kevav hashamrei. We learned so much depth about that in the Rosh Tevis and the words themselves. So we were speaking over there about the Anagas Hayichud and the Anhagas Hamishpat. We spoke about this hidden realm of Kesar Chachman Bina, the upper world, that hidden place where everything is connected, everything is one, everything is unified, everything is creator-oriented before things start to turn into another uh, creation. And we spoke about the lower Midas. Now, as the Shefa of unity begins to manifest in that lower realm, in that lower structure, what we call the seven lower midas, from Chesed down to Malchus, it first begins as apparent fragmentation, right? And we spoke at length about this. The upper energies manifest, in our physical structure, they manifest unified within the skull, the cranium. The body starts to split really into two, at least on a physical way, without getting into the eyes and the ears and the nose, which are in the head as well. But the body begins to split by the arms. All of a sudden, we have the concept of right and left, very apparent, extremely apparent, really starting from the shoulders, which is all the union of the arm, right and left. This right and left is the union of chesed and gevura, which are the manifest energies, so to speak, of chachma and bina. What chachma and bina are in this spiritual, metaphysical realm beyond, 
become the energies of chesed and gvura down in the building blocks of creation, as it were. But in that place, as we're going to learn, there's what's called zivuga betidira. There's an absolute constant unity between these two energies. Right? You, you cannot have a chachma-oriented mind without a bina foundation. You can't have a bina-oriented mind without chachma. The cognitive processes work, uh, they're intertwined. But all of a sudden, when that starts to play out in an active um, process of creation, you have extreme chesed without limits, without boundaries, and you could have the opposite is extreme gevura. Those two things join in the next midah, which is called Tiferes, and that was the midah of the stanza that we learned last week, which is the midah of Yaakov Avinu vis-a-vis Avraham on the one hand, literally, on the one hand, and Yitzhak on the other hand. Yaakov Avinu brings them together. They get further refined. We've spoken about this at length in previous year in Netzach and Haid. But ultimately, at the level of Tiferes, it's already it's already ready, right? It needs a little bit of tweaking, but that is a unified energy that can manifest within this world. It's a manageable energy. It's something that we can inculcate into our lives to enable us to engage in the chachma and the, and the I'm sorry, in the chesed and the gevura of life, all the circumstances, with a, with a consciousness of the unity of things. It's down here in this world. Then it needs tweaking a little bit, netzach and haid. And then ultimately, the next midah, the second to last midah, Yusayid, is really just a channel. It's not an ur, it's not a light of its own, it's a kli. That's why it, it's called kal, in that very famous pasuk that includes references to all these midahs, which we say every morning, L'cha Hashem ha-gidula v'ha-gevura, Hashem, yours is the chesed and the gevura, v'ha-tiferes, v'ha-netzach, v'ha-hoid. And then, kichal b'ashamayim v'ar, l'cha Hashem ha-mamlacha. Malchus is the final Mida, Malchus, Hashem Hamam Lacha. And then there's an empty space that doesn't seem to have any reference to a sphera. But it is a reference to the sphere. Kichal is a reference to the Mida of Yusayid. Arizal points out that Kichal is Gematria Yusayid, literally, on the, on the dot. Kichal is Gematria Yusayid. Yusayid is called all. Why is it called all? Because it is not a fragmented energy. It's not introducing something new. It serves as the channel for all of the Midas above it, primarily the Midah of Tiferes, to bring that down, so to speak, and allow that to become manifest through the interface of Malchus, which takes spiritual code, as it were, and brings it to the front end, so to speak, of a website or of an app where, where it's functional. And now you can operate it, and now you can interact with it in an easy way without needing to know the strings of code and how the, and, and what, that, what that is. That's the energy of Malchus. Malchus is also called Kal. They're both called Kal. Because Malchus also, it's, it's not a channel, it's the receptacle for all. But where all the energies are taking root, are manifesting, as in the upper Midas, they become channeled down in Yisod, which is of course the bris, right? Which is a mushal gashmi, so to speak. Not really a mushal, is a manifestation of these spiritual principles. What's the Yisod? Takes all the DNA of the person, transmits it. Malchus is the kli, is the receptacle. Okay, now things can take root. Now things can flourish. Now things can grow. We have an interesting word in Lashon HaKadosh that's called Tzedek. Tzedek. Tzedek means righteousness. Tzedek means justice. Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdaif. Tzedek. Fairness. Right? Justice. Tzedek. 
The reason why it's interesting is because much like there is a male version of the word Aish and a female version of the word Aish, and it's not just a male or female version of the word Aish, it's literally the name for woman and man is the word Aish conjoined with either a Yud for man, Ish, or a He for woman, Isha. The same is true for the word Tzedek. You can either have Tzadik, which is Tzedek with a Yud, or Tzedakah, which is Tzedek with a He. So it emerges that there are three things. There is Tzadik, there is Tzedek, and there is Tzedakah. Without getting into all of the, the shares of this, thanks for coming, Yehuda. Without getting into the, to the, the Pratim of it, the Shari Oira, which is an early introductory Kabbalah Sefer written about 800 years ago, a Talmud of the Ramban. So the Heliga Shari Oira explains that Tzadik is a reference always to the Midah of Yisoyed, to the bris, to the channel. The Pasuk says, Tzadik Yisoyed Oilam. Tzadik is the foundation, is the channel of the world. Yosef had Tzadik because of the Midah of Bris. It's the channel that brings the energy down through it. Tzedek is Malchus, it's the receptacle. And Siddaka is what Tzadik gives, so to speak, to the Midah of Tzedek. It is called Siddaka, which is the feminine aspect, because it's what fills, so to speak, it's what saturates the Kli of Tzedek of Malchus. So Tzedek, Tzedek, right? Tzedek is the, is the light, is the R. Tzedek is the receptacle, thanks for coming. And Tzedakah is what's flowing between them. We're speaking now about the very, very end of the seven lower Midas that we discussed in earlier Shira, just our last stanza, we're talking about that world of unity beyond and so on and so forth. And we would hope that that would manifest within our revealed reality. It's not just enough to know about these concepts and believe them. We want to see it manifest. We, we, want, to, we want to feel the unity of the world. We want to feel Bracha Hashem's presence and so on. How does that take place? Chesed and Gevura, like we said, are still fragmented. They come together in Tiferes. But Tiferes needs to be channeled into Malchus. How is it channeled down into our reality? Through the Midah of Bris, through the Midah of Yusai. And this means a million things. But we're just explaining it very basically to understand the stanza. Tzadik is Yusayid. Tzedek is Malchus. Tzedakah is what flows between Tzadik and Tzedek. Let's see how he brings this inside, Natale Chaim, and then we'll take a look at the Rav Kook. Nimza. Hatzedek mechin letzadik. The job of Tzedek, what this means, righteousness, is to prepare for the infusion from the tzaddik. Sheyucha laharik shefa bracha shehuhu hatzidaka. So that that element of tzaddik, which is the bris, can channel down shefa. That's called tzidaka. Said ha shefa b'shosh which is the secret of what is being channeled down. That's spiritual energy that's coming down finally in that place to be able to manifest and infuse the physical created world. And then Malchus becomes called Tzedaka. It's the feminine aspect. It's the recipient. Tzedaka. The Midah of Tzedek is preparing, preparing the Kli. The Midah of Tzedek is preparing the Kli. And then we have this element of Tzedaka, 
that's able to flow down into the prepared kli through the channel of tzaddik. These three elements, very important. So what's fascinating to note is that, of course, the seventh stanza, which hopefully Bezer Shem will cover in L, I guess, when we pick up the series again, will talk then about Shavasenu Kabel That's all Shabbos oriented. Why Shabbos? Because it's the last. And if these are connected to the seven days of the week, which are connected to the seven midas, the last stanza is connected to Shabbos. The first six that Tzadikim explain, connected to the six days of creation, are really three and three. Because whatever material was created on the first three became embodied in the, in the second three. This stands out very strongly in the first Mida, the fir, I'm sorry, the first day and the fourth day. How so? The first day is created light and darkness, and the Kalim for that light and darkness, sun and the moon and the planet, and so and so solar system and so so forth, are manifest when thank you so much for coming. Here are the sheets. Are are uh, are manifest on the fourth day when we have Yima Iris. Right? Last week, the con- two, uh, I think it was last week, three of three. We discussed this uh, once before. Yeah? yeah oh, it could be. I don't think last week, but it could be in a Three weeks ago. Previous, yeah? Okay. So, so, so we're reviewing this idea then. Three and three. And so now we have to think back to the first stanza. What was the first stanza all about? You remember? Ana, Bekoyach, Gidula, Simincha, Tatertura. That's like this. nullifying experience of bittel, everything should be shattered, no kalim, chesed, 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 like on an incredible level. No kalim, exactly. Mamish, no kalim. No, exactly, no kalim. Now something subtle is going to be happening, and we're going to talk about this in the context of how we're going to see Rav Cook lay this out. It's the same idea as the first stanza, but it's a lot more embodied. It's a lot more kalim-oriented. What we're davening for in the first stanza, it's real. And there's a part of us that wants to feel that. And on that level, that's what's taking place. But everything in Kabbalah is relative. At the end of the day, we have to get real. It's the end of the day. We live in a physical world. It's, it's not, you know, things are not being shattered. And, and you know, yeah, you have to have a part of you that feels that way. But then there's a part of you that comes down to, quote unquote, reality and starts to relate that experience and that desire to the kalim that we're bound by. In the, in, the, in the physical world. And that's what this stanza is going to reflect. So now let's take a look at the Rav Kook with that introduction. Every word here is very precious. Let's try to go through this carefully and clearly. With the help of the Master of the World. Baruchem Taharem Rachamim. Says the Heliger of Kook. Those elevated spiritual energies, when they make their appearance upon the soul, Alan Nishmas Haklal, both on the soul of the collectivity of Am Yisrael, our national uh, spirit, Val Nishmas Haprat, and then in the life of each individual person, Hemarchivim es Mahusa, Maatzmim es Havayasa, Umalim Oisolim Reime Haoisher Anitzri. This experience is an experience of expansiveness. Rachav, which like our video for the three weeks of Yaakov Danishevsky just today, if you saw it, spoke about the difference between Rachav and Cherev, right? And Cherev means to destroy. It means constriction. A person is constricted. 
Harchava is the opposite. Geula, right? We contrast Mitzrayim with Eretz Yisrael, which is called an Eretz Taiva Urechava. What's Mitzrayim? Means Mitzar, means constricted. Eretz Yisrael, it's a much smaller land, an infinitely small, not infinitely, but extremely small. Can I get Egypt? Can I get Mitzrayim? But it's an Eretz Taiva Urechava. You could breathe there. It's not Koitzeruach. An Indian of, of, of a Mitzar. It's big. It's broad. Huh? Right, exactly. Anani Bamerchavka. So this is what this light reveals. They expand all of reality. They strengthen the, the reality of the soul. They can elevate this soul. They can elevate our consciousness, our perspective. Says Rav Kook, what, what word are we going to use to describe such a phenomenon? Says Rav Kook, probably paraphrasing, this is what bracha is. This is what we mean when we say bracha. Bracha, as the morale explains, base is two, resh is 200. It, it always means to expand, to expand, to expand, to double, to triple, to quadruple. A brecha, right, is a, is a, is a source of water, a channel. Baruch Ata Hashem, that Avshachayim explains, we're asking that HaKadosh Baruch, who is a, a spiritual bounty, should cascade down through all the ulama, should manifests within the world. We're not, we're not blessing Hashem with anything. Hashem is perfect. He has everything. What we're saying is, Baruch Ata Yud Kevavke, let it overflow. Amin Yeheshmei Raba. Raba is a merchav, should expand. Says Rukuk, that's what we mean when we say, Ribbona Shalalam, Master of Heaven and Earth, Baruchim. Reveal in our reality this, this experience of bracha. Hamushpa'as mi chesed kel elyon. That is, mushpa'as, that is emanated from the Midah of Chesed Kel Elyon. Amnam, however, Keshem Sha'el Elyon, Hamutam El Shorish Haneshama, Homali Bracha, it's true. That that light is full of Bracha, is full of expansiveness, and it wants to just shower the soul of the Klal and the soul of the Prath with incredible, incredible degrees of spiritual energy. But Kacha Hakoyach Hamugbal, Vahamutsumsam, he says, to that same degree, let's not underestimate the constrictive nature of the human being. The Kli is very small. Remember, we spoke about Kalim and Ar. This is all the first stanza, but over here it's a much more pragmatic way of relating to it. Friends, the Nefesh is the Kli. It's interesting. The Nefesh. And, and what, what he's in, huh? As opposed to the Guf. As opposed to the Guf. Well, Nefesh is that you know as opposed to neshama yeah. nefesh is the yeah. lower neshama so to speak as manifest in the guf mm-hmm. there are constricted pathways that are blocked up with all kinds of tuma, with all kinds of constriction it's not that a Kodesh Baruch doesn't want to give the kalim aren't ready Therefore, says Rav Kook, well, what's going to be? The bracha wants to flow down, but the kalim are tiny shot glasses when you need huge swimming pools. What are you going to do? Says Rav Kook, How do we clear the channel? It's almost like a person who has clogged arteries. How do we clear the channel? Uh, through tahara, a purification process. A purification process. Can you imagine if this is how he taught tshuva and yeshiva? What does tshuva mean? Not a guilty or shameful thing. HaKadosh Baruch wants to shower us with, with tov. And then tshuva, which is what the whole El, Rosh Hashanah, Sarasamei Tshuva, Yom Kippur, ultimately four days to Sukkot, the whole, and, and then beyond to Hanukkah even, 
the whole experience is just preparing kalim. It's the most exciting thing in the world. Who doesn't want bracha in their life? Who doesn't want love in their life? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is ready to give it to you. The question of judging this, it's just a mitzvah. You stick your hand in fire, it's going to burn you. If you pull your hand away from fire, you'll be okay. Right? And that's what the process is. We have to move toward what we're gaining, not like move away from what we're going to lose. And that's what it is. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to purify us. So that that influx of divine sustenance can rest within a person's life. So that it can come to rest within those kalim that are that there shouldn't be any component that's not able to handle this bracha. Alkain says Rav Kook, therefore, this is what we're davening for. That's step number one. Let the heavenly channels be filled. Let them, let them flow forth bracha. But at the same time that we daven relating to the R, we also have to make mention of the necessity to fix the kalim. So that's barchem and then also taharim. These two things have to go together. Yeah? Well, if we if if we don't if we don't I was I was thinking of this as I was preparing this year if we don't have a source that's that's filled up that's saturated and ready to give so then you you could have all the you could have all the bottles in the world but if you don't if you don't have a, a you know the keg whatever to pour into them so in a way you're right in a sense tahara is the prerequisite for but the first thing we're saying apparently is that. The well, even higher midas should already have poured there. You know, it's like it's, it's always flowing. It just depends if you're ready to receive it. It's just yeah. always flowing. It's always there. It can be. It, it can be. The shefa is always there. It's just that the kalim can't always receive them until tiring. That's right. But remember, all the different spheres are makabel one from the other. And so, even though there might be shefa in its source in bina, let's say, we're first davening that it should move down into chesed. Everything has to move. Everything has to flow. And then from there, we should have the kalim. So that's barachim. First, let the source be filled with shefa. And then tarim, let me have the kalim to, to fix them. That's that's how I understood it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, akein, therefore, hinenu mavakshim biyachad. Barachim taharim. Vekasha abrachahim miyusayit. When the bracha flows down into that reservoir of chesed, that then wants to just expand in all directions endlessly. Because that's what tahara is. You remember we spoke early um, um, in, in one of the other stanzas. Which one was it? Right? Which stanza was Taharenu in? What was the midah of the second stanza? The first is Chesed. Second is Gevura. Right? And we explained. Tahara relates to the Kalim. Right? And the Kalim is the midah of Gevura. This goes back to the very first year in Anabukach that we had about the Shem Membeis, which all of Anabukach is about. So if you hear you see that Rav Kook is learning about it like more horizontally as opposed to vertically, right? We've been talking about the Shefa flowing down, and we're going to get to that in the second paragraph with Tzitkascha Tamid Gamlin. But now Rav Kook says there's an element of Chesed here and an element of Gevura. The element of Chesed would be the Bracha. That's the element of the Chesed Elyon that wants to just pour uh, vitality forth. But we need adequate Kalim. How do you get adequate Kalim? 
Kavura. Discipline. Tahara is the site of Kavura. That's what it means to become Tahar. It means to stay away from. That, that's what it means. That's the site of Tahara, is to build up the Kalan. Says Rav Kook, Chesed and Gvura. Barchem, Taharim. Chesed and Gvura. So now he says, That's the bracha, that's the union of chesed. Which is the kli. That in, in the lower realms where it functions, So it needs purification to clear all the channels and rectify the kalim. So says Rav Kook, now we could understand the third word. When you have the proper R in the proper Kli, which means the proper Chesed with the proper Gvura, which means the proper Avram with the proper Yitzchak, what, what then do you have? That's the Midah of Tiferes, which is always the Midah of Rachmanes. Chesed, Gvura, and Rachamim. It's Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Says Rav Kook, when you have Barchem and Tareim, Mamela Rachamim. Then you have this perfect, I call it a horizontal bond, right? Of Chesed on one hand, literally, like I say, and Gvura on the other hand, coming together this way. Okay, now we have Rachamim, like we said. Now there's a unification, the Shefa is ready to flow down, right? And that's the first Tikkun. Barchem, Tareim, Rachamim. Hamimazegas hachesed vesagvur. In Kain anu hinenu aimrim. We say Rachamim. Berachamecha harabim hamasachdim esabracha vesatahara. That's what the Mida of Rachmanus is. Chesed means hispashtos. You just want to give to everybody regardless of what it is and whether it's right or wrong and whether the person is the right person to receive it or not, just to give. Rachamim is chesed that is discerning. Chazal say, right? If a person has Rachmanis on the wrong person, it's 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 other. It's not that's not Rachmanis. It's Achzari. right? Person has Rachmanis on a murderer, a serial murderer, and say, oh, we feel so bad for him. You know, we can't lock him up. It's it's that's not nice. That's not Rachmanis. That there has to be din in the world. That's the Indian of Yaakov Avinu. That's the Indian of Hachra'ah. That's the Achi Yaviyakasav Hashlichi Viachria Beneya. What were the first two? Suvim. Pasuk A, it's Chesed. Pasuk B is Gevura. Then you have a Kasav Hashlichi that's Machria Beneya. Right? And is able to present the concept in a more in a more balanced, nuanced way. That's the Inan of Rachmanus. That's what it means to be compassionate. It's Chesed with a Cheshbin. And that means what is Chesed with a Cheshbin? Chesed with Gevura. So these two things are. Producing Rachmanis. I've heard it before that um, to put together the, the the last word of the previous stanza, so Shamlaim, and then Barchem Tarim, it spells Shavat. Is it something particular in the time, tarim. the time of the year where where Kalei Sol needs an extra Shmir, and then Barchem Tarim, the the Shalavim weeks going into Adar and Nisan. So beautiful, very beautiful Shavat as well, which is beautiful. I've never heard that before. Shamlaim. It is interesting because it feeds into into Yosvatzadik, and you know it's usually around that time as well. So Gorgeous. It's, uh, Gorgeous. Perfect. Barachim, Tarim, Rachim. Okay, so that's the first side of the stanza. Now we go to the vertical. Yichud, right? First we're speaking about, here you go. First we're speaking about Chesed and Gevura. That's horizontal, so to speak, right? From once, from the right to the left. That produces Rachamim. Now we flip it, and now we look at the the, um, the Yichud between Tiferes, Rachamim, and Malchus, right? Which is 
so to speak, vertical from up to, to down. And how does that take place? Through the channel of Yusayid. So we've gotten to Rachamim. We started in the previous stanza with Keser, Chachman, Bina, you know, the Eilam of Yichud, the Shirish of everything. Okay, but we'd like to see it manifest in this world. So we have to have the R as it manifests and the Kalim. We do what we need to do to become Tahar to the extent that we can work on ourselves, build the Kalim properly. It begins to manifest. And then the Yichud takes place. Says Rav Kook, that's what we're moving into now. Sidkascha. What do we learn about Sidkascha? Tzedek, Tzadik, Tzedakah. It's all wrapped up in Sidkascha. It's that whole triad. It's that whole structure of Tiferes, Yisoid, and Malchus. Bizman she'ein sham chibur. Says Rav Kook, in a time where there's no chibur, there's no connection. Shal abracha imatahara. Azafal pisha nimtseisi abracha. Maybe there's bracha. It could be that from time to time there's a brief illumination and a person feels lit up, even if he doesn't have the requisite tower. It can happen to a person. Rav Tzaddik says he could win a lottery physically. He could, financially, he says he could win a lottery spiritually also. It happens, a windfall. All of a sudden, a person just has a special trip or there's zaychet to, I mean a physical trip, or the person, are, <laughs> to be clear today, or a person are, can also be zaychet um, to some like great spiritual illumination that's low is madrega. It happens sometimes. But that's not called a yichud. That's not that's from time to time. But in order for things to be consistent, it takes Kalim. You have to have Kalim. Otherwise things fluctuate. This is a big site. Because a lot of people are after R, they're after R. We want spiritual experiences and it's wonderful. And that needs to be our focus. That, that's the Iker of Yiddishkeit is to experience R. But if we're not at the same time, to the best of our ability, each of us in our own circumstance, working on kalim, which means things like discipline, and being focused on mamish to meet them I'm like really trying to be shimer, etc., etc., etc. So then, whatever R we have will only be, will only be, um, um, what's the word? Not dependable, um, inconsistent. Inconsistent. And, and all of us are yearning to live lives of R. That's where the work is. The work is in the, the Kalim. So he says, Sometimes The bracha is still there. And sometimes it'll come down like a lightning flash. Boom! Says Rav Kook, maybe that's why he's referring to it as tzedakah. This kind of tzedakah, it's not, it's not like maybe uh, we could say it's not a hora'at keva, right? It's a one-time gift that the person makes. You know, when you have these charity campaigns, you can click if you want it to be a monthly thing. It's not a monthly thing. It's a one-time charity. This tzedakah is not lo tuchal tzedakah zul hiskayi. Ki choyser ha-tahara, because the kalim haven't been purified, maybe she'ez a-kir ve'ez a-timto, mis'ar la-hafsik, ha-shifas al-yayna, shal birch ha-shamayim ha-netzala. Right? After some time, the, the, the reality that the kalim are not strong, you know, brings back the messiahs in the person's life, or the bracha retracts. And then there's this constant up and down, and there's this constant back and forth. Aside from this, that it's true, that all the while that Tahara is not there, that Kalim aren't there, the Bracha cannot be consistent, constant. It cannot be a Bracha that's going to be ultimately conducive for the person. 
It's not going to fit the contour, the contours of his life because it'll come down as just this enormous splash. And uh, whatever it is, it is. And and sometimes it'll be healthy, and sometimes it won't be healthy. And sometimes it will be processable, and sometimes it won't be. Sometimes you'll be able to integrate it. Sometimes you won't be. It it's not within a kli. And so not just that it's not constant because it's not tamid. Sometimes it can it can come down into a person's life in a way that's not even helpful. It can leave the person more confused than, than clear sometimes. It can be overwhelming for the person. It's not a hulemes el adam el ha'havaya ha'klalis ve'la'pratis, whether it's a national uh, 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 revelation or a personal revelation. It's not betur gemul. It's not an aspect of gemul. What does gemul mean? Wages. person works for something, he gets paid commensurate to that. It, it's, not, it's not like that. It's a gift. So a gift is... Is, is sometimes you get a really great gift and sometimes you get a pair of knitted socks that you're never going to wear. It's a gift. So a gift can go either way. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> right? But a person who earns something, you know what it is, right? You, you work this amount of hours. You had an arrangement. There's a star. There's a commitment. It's commensurate with what you, what you work. It's not Nama Kisufa, right? Betor Gamol. Haroi lahem mitzat atzma, right? It's not, it's not, it, it wasn't earned. And so therefore, it's, it's, in every sense of the word, it's unstable. It's not stable. And these, these are receiver even more confused than before. Right. It can't. That's what, that's what he makes reference to. And then now something's missing. Now they realize something's missing. Right. The, the point is not necessarily always to give it over as, as, as the, what's given over. It's to create the yearning, the, the, the need for it. Sometimes, like, oh, it's gone. So I, I want to go look for it. Whereas before, they didn't even look. They didn't even know that it's they were true. Looking. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Sometimes there could be a benefit to this because yeah. it shakes a person up sometimes. Or it can make a person very discouraged because like, what was that? And I don't have it. We experience this Yom Kippur a lot, right? After Yom Kippur, you have such a, a holy time and then finished. Anybody read the original Paddington um, book? You know, the original, like the actual first one? Yes, No? Anyway, so there's like this one page. I just thought that tonight I was reading it to my kid. I wanted to take a picture of it and post it. Matsuyam Kipper, because he has his bath, and he never saw a, a cleaner looking bear in your life. I mean, that you know that illustration. <laughs> yeah, he comes yeah, down yeah, the yeah, steps, yeah, and he. Yeah. It, that's how I feel, Matsuyam Kipper, like Paddington the bear. No, Mamish, like it, it's the greatest symbol of cleanliness. Whoever the artist was, he chopped it. He he must have. Who? He must have walked by a shul Matsuyam Kipper and. And looked inside. His mom is this bear is shining. Makes sense. Makes sense. He understands Tara. So, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I always, I, I also think that the um, difference in culture between they don't have Pennington in the states. It's a very British character in a very British book. It's mamish. It's the manifestation of the dis- difference in culture. The children's books in Paddington, nothing hap- like almost nothing happens, and when it happens, you can miss it if you blink. It's like in Curious George, like on the, the first page, he's in trouble already, and something dramatic is happening. And like in Paddington, it's like, like what like, is this? Like they're drinking the tea, and like what, right, exactly, like, what happens already in a Paddington book? It's it's like mamish British children. I think, yeah, what can you do? It all makes sense, but they can get very clean. They can get clean after him, So. Betur gemul, haroi lamitzar atzma al bezman shabracha vatahara misachedes umischabris biyachad. Once we have the barchim and the tarim, asbat sedaka liyana bekviusa utmidusa. Then you have the concept of tmidus, which is something that I, I could speak for myself. I'm yearning for, yearning for. 
Because all of us, wherever we are on the journey, especially conscious Eden or spiritually oriented, we know what R looks like. We know what Kalim look like. What's the what's the what's the tikkun? The tikkun is not that we need more R or more clarity into how to get Kalim. It's to put the two together. Amamish put the two together to work on building Kalim for for the R, so that we can achieve consistency in a way that, you know, and it's it's a it's a constant process. But this is the tikkun of our generation. This is the tikkun. We have the R, we have the we ha- and, and and we have the Kalim. We have to put the two together in, in, in all the ways that 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 um, that, that implies. So it's Midas that's the challenge. It's Midas. And now Rav Cook explains why do we have a challenge with Midas? Because we have R, but Kalim is the Ikar Avaida. The problem is when all we have is Kalim without even knowing that there's R, so that leads to its own. That's all, that's all. So either we, we, right, either we rise to a, to a place that's unrealistic or we fall down to a place that's completely dark and devoid of any light. The, the key is to put the two together. It's the base of Bereshis or the Aleph of Anachi. Base of Bereshis, the created physical world, the realm of two-ness, of multiplicity. al Eila Ani Boichia, Eila, which we'll talk more about. And then, right, Eila Lehech Yisrael, exactly. And then the Aleph of that, that realm of the Torah, the spiritual unity, to put the two things together, the Aleph with the base. That's something, right? That's something. That's to me this. And then the Shefa that comes down into our life is also in accordance with the, it's, it's appropriate for that person, for that experience. That's the greatest Aisha there is. It's the greatest joy. It's the greatest happiness. It's the greatest stability there is. And that's what we're yearning for. The eternal joy is bound up with that experience. So Zerv Kook, now plug all that back into these three words. The way he saw this is unbelievable. When we've achieved Barachim, Tarim, Rachamim, and then Sidkascha, there's a Yichud between Sadik and Sedek, and the Tzidaka is flowing between them, and there's Mamash a Yichud. Then two things happen. Number one, Tamid, it doesn't go away, it's consistent. A person is consistently, balancedly, so to speak, plugged in, and Gamlin. It's in accordance with that person's Kli. Sidkascha. Hamid That's Rav Kook. Really applies. Let's take a look on the page if we can. And let's uh, read down. We spoke most of it outside. Let's just see some of it inside from Rav Sasson. And uh, we'll conclude with the chart. Says the Heliger of Sasson. Vihine. Ikar bakashasenu mushreshas bimila tamid. He says... At the end of the day, we have a six-word stanza here, right? Barachim tarim rachamim tzidkascha tamid gamlim. What is the heart and soul of this stanza? Which word is the most important word in this stanza? There are a lot of concepts, but what's the what is the foundation that all these words are centered around? Says Rav Sasson, the word tamid. Tamid. Vini ikra bakashasinu mushrashas bimila. Tamid. The most important word is the word. Constant. Sheba onamavakshim, because in that word we're requesting Shia Yichud Bainamashbiya Lemekabal Bitmidasalaya have sucka. Because like Rav Cook says, that Yichud will will happen from time to time. Like that it happens in people's life. People have great experiences. That that's not what we're davening for. That that happens. 
And sometimes even undeserving a person will experience that lightning flash of 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 Kirvaselokir. The Ikrit Fila here is the word Tamid. And here we see the Siyat Rashmay that Rachabura is having because this is Mamish having to do with the, with the Khurban. Now we're going to talk about the Khurban and what we're davening for, what we're yearning for in these nine days leading up to Tishabav. Yoidea, he says, Shahayichur bin Kuchabrihu, the Knesset Yisrael, Einanu Shalim, the Einanu Tadiri. That relationship between Kuchabrihu, which as we've learned many times in previous year, is a reference to Tiferes, right? Rachmanus to that transcendent element of godliness that's waiting to saturate our physical world, the male aspect, so to speak, and then the Shechina, right, is the indwelling, is the literal way that we experience life in this world. Malchus, that zivug is, is called a nena tadiri. It's not a constant. And this is what we bemoan, and this is what all of our mitzvahs are for the purpose of l'shem, yichud kuchabrichu shchinte. We, we, we want to build kalim. And that's what the mitzvahs are for, which is so incredible, because the whole thing of the mitzvahs is is Kalim, all the mitzvahs. Connection. Connection, right. But discipline. Discipline oriented connection. It's not it's not just some loose, you know, spiritual like experience. Says, this is how exactly. Mamish sticking to, to to what he says. It's all Kalim, building Kalim, building Kalim, building Kalim for that art. However, but when there's sin, when there's deviation, we'll talk more about this as Hashem Sunday night. And our pre Tishbav Chabura in my home, Bazas Hashem 36 Sharal Park. Um, I'll send the, the flyer to the group. 8 o'clock. So he said, We're going to learn what the, what the Shirish of this is in a very, very deep way. There's the element where the Yichud is put on hold. And that's the side, not of Kirishin. It's not the end of the relationship, but it's, it's the secret of. Of Nida, where there's a separation. There's, why is there separate? Because there's Tuma on the part of the Makabah. Nothing happens with Mashbiya and Nida. Nothing happens. No physical change, no spiritual change. The male is ready to be Mashbiya. This is the side that the female, which is this concept of Malchus, and this doesn't Shalom say anything about women, that's not the Indian, it's all spiritual concepts. And all of us have this aspect in a spiritual sense. But it means that there is some kind of blockage on the part of the Mikabal. And Mamela that leads to what? Separation. Specifically now, Mamish, in our time. What are we davening for? We want the Beis HaMikdash. What was the Beis HaMikdash? Was the primary Yichud Kuchabrichu Shchinte? Was there any place with more Kalim than the Beis HaMikdash? Literally, the Beis HaMikdash was filled with Kalim. Right? We sing Eicha about what in, in the Megillah? Not just the Megillah talks, have some Chesperim, that's also true. But we sing, like they say, but we sing that in Eicha because that's where the Ikra destruction is. On the level of the Kalim. On the level of the Kalim. And on Purim, it's this very deep side, on Purim. You know where there's such a giloy of Baruch Haman and everything is yichud, everything is one. Ainoi the Malvade, Mordechai Yehudi, the Medrash says Mordechai Yehidi, right? The Ibechin of Yosef Etzad, Mordechai Lo Yichav Lo Yishtachav, a perfect clarity. Leich Knois Kala Yehudim, which is the Indian of unity, which is the opposite of what Haman said. Yeshnai Am Echad Mefura Mefuzer Mefiret Beina Amim, etc., etc. The whole Indian of Purim. We cannot forget that it's true. We can taste on one glorious day of Purim, one glorious day of the year, 
what that reality would look like. But let's not forget that you know there's a there's a day after Purim, the Shushan Purim. Okay, Shushan Purim is still very high, but there's a day after Shushan Purim, and you, you go back to your regular life. And, and why is that? And so, on Purim, we're singing an Eicha a tune and an Eicha Nigan about the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash, because that's why every day is not Purim Dik. Every day is not Purim, because the Kalim, the Kalim of this place of the Beis Hamikdash. We lost the kli. That's what the whole bias was. It's a kli. We're going to learn Be'ez HaShem on Sunday night. HaShem Malach Geus Lave. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wore the Be'ez HaMikdash like a kli. And when he left, he, he, he ripped the kli. Beat Sayyim Rasay. We're going to learn on Sunday night. He ripped his garment. A garment is a kli for a person. It contains the person. The whole Indian of the Beis HaMikdash was a Kli. The Kalim of the Beis HaMikdash were specific Kalim for spiritual energies. The Kehanim and the Kain Gadol absolutely was supposed to be these incredible, exalted Mekubalim. Understood the Tikkunim, everything that was going on, Pili applies. And when that breaks down, and Amis go into Galas, it's the site of Nida. What's the site of Nida? There's a blockage on the part of the Mekabah. We didn't, we didn't have Kalim properly anymore. So this is what we want. That Am Yisrael should really build Kalim again. Which, by the way, not by the way, which act, actually is the site of Yaakov Avinu, which is the Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi. This is so deep. The first two Bate Mikdash can't, can't last. Because the first Beis HaMikdash is connected Avram, just R. Second Beis HaMikdash is connected Yitzchak, just Kli. The third base Hamikdash is going to be forever. Because Yaakov Avinu, Loi Mace. Because Yaakov Avinu is a balance between R and Kalim. Mamela, it's Tadir. It's always. It doesn't blink on and blink off. It is. This is what we're davening for that the, that the Yichud should be Tadiri. The Alkane, therefore, on a Meschan and Barachim Tarem. Barachim beside Hamashpia. Tarem beside Hamakabel. Bachinas Hanukfan et Harris Mitumasa. That aspect of the feminine spectrum that becomes cleansed from whatever blockage there was. And then she becomes once more for, for this intimacy. We want that that Tumah, so to speak, should be completely banished. So that Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be able to have this Yichud Tadiri again. There should constantly be this Yichud. Take a look, at, uh, one second, take a look um, at this on, on, your, on your own. Time afterwards, okay? Take the sheets with you. Not gonna, not gonna go into this Indian now. It's gonna be another fifteen minutes for sure. He goes very deeply um, into the shayrish of this yichud being in bina, where bina, like we said earlier, is always one with 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 chachma. That there the zivug is tadiri. It is constant, and that's the side of the of, of the essential relationship between Hashem and Am Yisrael on that level of Hanagas HaYichud where there's always that bond, it's true, but we want to manifest that in a more manifest way. And this is the site, I don't think that he brings it here, this is the site of even when the Beis HaMikdosh was being destroyed, Chazal say, most beautiful Chazals, what did they see? The Kruvim, or Mu'urim Zebazah, were intertwined, were hugging, were embracing. 
while the destruction is happening. And that means that there's always a place where there's a zivuk tadiri. But now, in the fourth stanza, we're trying to come down to the Olam Agashmi. We're trying to take that first R of and we're trying to say, okay, how can we actually experience that in our life? And that's called building the Kli. But to be aware that it all starts in that place of Bina, which is Olam Haba, which is the place where Am Yisrael and Kodesh Baruch Hu are always are always bound up. Let's take a look at the chart. Let's just a quick review. At the end of the series on Anabukah, we'll hopefully have a little booklet with all the different Ramazim from all this year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we'll, we'll, we'll have them. We'll print them into a little booklet. It'll be very beautiful. Baruchim, allow the heavenly channel to fill with spiritual bounty and blessing. Or, and the concept of tzedakah. Taharim. Prepare the vessel by purifying it properly, removing the impediments to it receiving in the proper way. This relates to the Kli, relates to the concept of Tzedek. And then Rachamim, this will produce a harmonious state. The proper balance between light and vessel, Chesed and Gvura, giver and receiver, that's Yichud, and that's the job of the Tzadik, is to bridge, um, that, which is to fill Tzedek with Tzedakah. Tzedkasra, May the coming together of the elements of tzaddik and tzedek, which allows the divine bounty of tzedakah to flow down into our realm, tamid, be constant, a continuous experience of yichud, kucha, berichu, shchinte, the manifestation of the light, like we just re- referenced, of bina, the revelation of our essential unity with Hashem, and gamlin. In this sense, the transference of this blessing will be seen as having been earned. It will manifest as a result of the effort we put in to bringing this reality into being, which means that the shefa will be consistent and will be fit, without overwhelming and without leading to riboy r, right? Or, or, re, or like the like the svarim say, riboy shemen, too much oil puts out the candle. It's not a, It has to be the right amount of oil, otherwise it will overwhelm the wick, and then, then you won't have a flame anyway. So everything has to be in its proper measure, and that's uh, our bracha uh, to all of us as Hashem. And this time, as we get closer and closer to Tisha B'av, we're intensifying our yearning. This is a really strong foundation uh, to stand on when we think about what we're davening for. Tzmidus, very, very important concept. The kalim of the Beis HaMikdash, the kalim in our own Vishachanti Vesaychan, the Mishkan that you and I are. We should have proper kalim. Shebezaychatu zivuk tzmidi, that is Hashem, to cleanse the vessel and to become 